In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Here is one thing we learned from the gospel this evening. Jesus is not silly putty. You remember silly putty? It bounces, it stretches, it breaks, it flows. It copies the colors from the Sunday comics. So you can make silly putty anything you like. But you can't make Jesus anything you like, so Jesus is not silly putty. Verse 16, But when King Herod heard about it, he said, John the baptizer whom I beheaded has been raised from the dead. It must have been spectacular, all the stuff that Herod was hearing. If Herod thought a man had to be risen from the dead in order to do it. And really, it was spectacular. Jesus had called the twelve, and he sent them out two by two. And they preached, and they cast out demons, and those demons fell from heaven. And they anointed the sick, and the sick got well, and nobody normal can do that. Those are divine things. So when Herod heard of a man going through Galilee, giving folks what they needed most, forgiveness, freedom and healing and hope, life and joy and beauty and love and wholeness, and then was he, when he was given a choice of explanations, number one, it's a prophet, number two, it's Elijah, or number three, it's John the baptizer back from the dead, King Herod picked door number three. And of course, King Herod was wrong because Jesus is not silly putty. You can't make Jesus into anything you want. You can't even make him into John the Baptizer or Elijah. But we should be careful not to be too hard on King Herod because so often King Herod is us. After all, what do we do when we bump into a Jesus who is spectacularly different? A Jesus whom we just do not understand. A Jesus who does not make sense. So often we, like Herod, make up our own Jesus. A Jesus that we can explain. A Jesus that does make sense. For example, let's say somebody makes us angry. Our kids, our families, our congregation, our Congress, our President, our Supreme Court. Inevitably, we want an angry Jesus who will square things up. But then we read the scriptures and we see that Jesus hardly ever gets angry. And when he does, he's mostly mad at pastors. On the other hand, there are times when we want a never angry Jesus, a Jesus who will never judge me, and a Jesus who will let me do whatever I want, a Jesus who will never tell me that I'm wrong. But then we remember that Jesus sometimes speaks of hell as well as heaven. And the honest truth is, Jesus is not going to break you and force you to be saved. So either way, Herod's game of silly putty is a dangerous game. It's actually more dangerous than chopping off John the baptizer's head and giving it to his wife on a platter as a birthday present. Because murder is a one-and-done break of the fifth commandment, thou shalt not kill. 
But shaping and shading and bending and twisting and degrading and diminishing Jesus, deciding that Jesus just doesn't fit us or that Jesus just doesn't make sense, determining all by ourselves that Jesus must be something less than he says he is, that breaks the first commandment, don't have any other gods, and it breaks it over and over and over again. Really, Jesus is not silly putty. So the last question then is how we can be faithful to Jesus just as he is. How can we stop shaping Jesus and have Jesus shape us? For that, we might look again to the baptizer who lost his head rather than have a Jesus who was other. You remember that John himself had a Jesus just doesn't make sense moment. It's very clear that John expected an angry Jesus. John expected a Jesus who would sweep away both the Romans and the leaders of the temple. Instead, as he sat in prison, John got much less than he expected. And so he sent his disciples to Jesus to ask a question. Are you the Messiah or not? And Jesus very gently replied, You all go back and tell John what you hear and what you see. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up, and the poor, the poor, have good news preached to them. And blessed is the one who is not offended at me. And blessed is the one who is not offended by me, the one not scandalized by me, the one who is not tangled up or irritated or trapped or annoyed or tripped up by me. That word has all those meanings. That was John the baptizer's King Herod moment. John could either have the Jesus he's been given or he could find himself another Messiah in the ancient world who was both eager and angry, and the ancient world was full of those. But today in the gospel, John takes the Jesus he's been given, and that, you see, is the key. It's not just that John the baptizer held his tongue and settled for less. It's quite the opposite, actually. It's that John the baptizer embraces Jesus for all he is, the one who makes the blind see and the lame walk and the lepers clean and the deaf hear and the prisoners free and the dead come back to life. And for that, you see, John the baptizer is blessed. Blessed are those who do not take offense at me. Jesus calls him the greatest man who ever lived. Blessed is the man who does not take offense at me, roughly translated, blessed is the man who does not silly putty me. Blessed is a great word in Scripture. It means that God is extending his provision and benefit and advantage and favor for you and for your good. Chief among the blessings, of course, is Jesus himself, word made flesh, who gave his life for the life of the world. And then there's more. Dorothy Sayers once said that happiness is a byproduct thrown off in our service to God. I've actually never heard it said better. 
Happiness is not a thing unto itself. It is a byproduct. Happiness, blessedness, is a byproduct of embracing the Jesus that we have been given. And if we change him, even slightly, we lose that happiness. And so you come back again tonight to live the life of the baptizer. We live the life of the apostles. We live the life of Jesus. We listen and we pray and we come to baptism and we go to the Eucharist. And we are all forgiven. And we tithe and we give alms to the poor and offer a thorough mercy and give a winsome witness. It is just as Jesus asked. We embrace the Jesus just as he's been given, not diminished. And then suddenly, as a bonus, as a byproduct, you all can have a happy life. You too can have a life of healing and freedom and forgiveness and life and love and joy and wholeness. Save your silly putty for the Sunday comics. This is the Jesus that you need. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.